Good afternoon and welcome to your American Heritage, baby. That was Madison Rising, and that is a prayer of mine. I pray that when they sing that. So you might want to look up their works. Uh, my name is Ed Bondarenka, and my pronouns are we and the people. And of course, I am not your normal fluffy insurrectionist. And producing the show and the guy that answers your calls and finds the answers to things we wonder about when we're on air is the Swiss Army Knife of Radio, Derek Stone. Derek Stone hosts Stone Cold Sports Truth Sundays at noon 30, right after my friend Sean Todd hosts the intersection at noon. It's not your normal fluffy Christian show. So you should listen to both. Not to mention the entire Saturday lineup of Abolitionist Roundtable at 9 a.m., Trigger Talk at 11, and Moment of Clarity right before this show at 1 p.m., which if you don't know, I co-host. And if you missed any of these, go to the podcast page at whamradio.com to catch up or share with friends and boost the signal. Your American Heritage is on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, and you can subscribe. It's the least you can do, except for not doing anything at all. So it's day 860 of the coup, the theft of the American government by enemies, both foreign and domestic. Now, a friend of mine, Jay Poplar, asked if I was counting from the selection or the installation of Joe Biden. So I've changed the count to reflect the days from the theft, in case you noticed. Last week, I said that stuff comes flying at us left and right, flooding the zone, overwhelming the tracking radar, distracting us from the last event. Well, let's let's look at the calendar. January 16th, War Room, Daily Clout, Pfizer documents, analysis volunteers reports comes out. And then 31 January, Project Veritas catches Jordan Tristan Walker, who gives it all up about Pfizer on video right there. Boom. Yes, we're doing all this to make money, folks. And, uh, and we're planning worse. And then, oh, 3rd February, man denies Pfizer COVID vaccine claims that he told Project Veritas. So all of a sudden, that's off the record because the next thing you know is 20 February, James O'Keefe claims Project Veritas ouster linked to Pfizer. He got bumped out right after that happened. What went off the radar? Well, the daily clout, you know, the Tristan Walker denial. And then what's the next thing that happens after that? The Pentagon tracks a balloon over the United States and we don't talk about anything. And then the next thing you know, you've got the Department of Energy Intelligence Division saying a lab leak, most likely the origin of COVID-19 pandemic. And then the next thing you know, Kevin McCarthy says he's gonna release the tapes. All this stuff pushing everything back and back off of the memory bank, so to speak. So the Democrats, or should I say the anti-American socialist perverts and traitors, enemies of the constitutional principles of our founding, have taken the reins of power by substituting literally garbage cans for ballot boxes, and they are taking advantage of it. And they've instituted policies that are crushing our economy. And like Russ, they never sleep. Well, what can we do and who can we turn to? Our founding fathers formed an appeal to heaven. I found this, this is from Saturday, March 16th, 1776, Mr. William Livingston, pursuant to leave granted, brought in a resolution for appointing a fast 
which being taken into consideration was agreed to as follows. Ready? Here we go. This is in 1776, folks. In time of impending calamity and distress, when the liberties of America are imminently endangered by the secret machinations and open assaults of an insidious and vindictive administration, it becomes the indispensable duty of these hitherto free and happy colonies with true penitence of heart and the most reverent devotion publicly to acknowledge the overruling providence of God, to confess and deplore our offenses against him and to supplicate his interposition for averting the threatened danger and prospering our strenuous efforts in the cause of freedom, virtue, and posterity. Wow, I just found that this morning by accident because I was looking for an example of Washington praying. We don't have a quote of Washington. We have one Washington's prayer, but he was seen praying often and privately. So 2 Chronicles 7.14, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. And Psalm 144 says, blessed be the Lord my rock who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Please clasp your hands and your fingers. Let's pray. Let's go to war. Father, please protect our nation and our state from these evil tyrants. Please deliver us from these ungodly oppressors. We live in a land that has become wicked. Help us cleanse this land and remove the wickedness that has come to power. And please lead and guide the American people in the days to come in resistance to these wicked rulers. Please restore goodness and morality to the governance of our nation and our state. Amen. My guest today is Amy Kelly. Amy is the project director for the War Room Daily Clout Investigation of the Pfizer Documents. The book is War Room Daily Clout Pfizer Documents Analysis Volunteers Reports ebook. Find out what Pfizer FDA tried to conceal. It's available at uh, dailyclout.io and also on Amazon. And I believe there's a paperback coming out, if not now, in the next few days. And so I'd like to let Naomi Wolf introduce you to Amy Kelly. It, with this project, I knew as a reporter that no reporter could read through all of that and make sense of it. And even if they could, they didn't have the technical background to explain it to people. So miraculously, and this is where the truly inexplicable comes in, miraculously, you know, enter Amy Kelly, our project uh, director, who's now also our COO at Daily Clout, this tiny, lovely delicate person who has a, 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 a like I don't know how she does it but it's like she calms the storm and she has 3,500 um, experts around the world ranging from biostatisticians to medical fraud investigators anesthesiologists pathologists cardiologists um, research scientists lab scientists biologists um, all working together meticulously in six teams to produce these 50 reports that we released indeed on ebook and in two weeks they're coming out in paperback. Yeah, well, that's something to live up to. That goes on your resume, right? So hi, Amy, welcome to Your American Heritage. Hi, thank you for having me today. Well, I'd like you first to tell us about yourself, some of your, your backgrounds, your accomplishments before you took on this position and the things that qualified you for this position of, of pulling all these, this is a, a like a, almost like a cloud sourced effort, right? Or I should say crowdsourced, right? So tell us. Mm -hmm. Yes, well, I spent uh, most of my professional career 
in project management and in business process improvement. Um, as you said before the show, I'm a certified Six Sigma Black Belt, and that's a process management designation. I've worked in product development some as well, and I've worked in medical device industry, telecom, transportation industry, and lots of other industries. Basically, wherever um, telecom or IT was in play, I've probably been in that industry at some point during my career. I took some time off um, before I came into this job to stay home and raise my daughter. And um, then this opportunity came up and I decided to go for this. So how did you, I mean, was it in the one ads or did somebody mention you and <laughs> refer you or, you know, were you beating the pavement going from door to door? I am a big War Room fan, and so I listen to or watch War Room most days Steve when I Bannon's, can. Steve Bannon's mm -hmm. War Room, Steve yes. Steve Bannon's yep. War Room, yes, and um, Dr. Wolf was on there, and uh, Steve and Dr. Wolf put out a call for volunteers for this project to go through the Pfizer documents, and I really enjoy research. I have a liberal arts education. So research and writing are things um, that are kind of part of who I am. And I said, I can do that. And this was something that was really important to me anyway, because I had never bought into the whole vaccine narrative. So I wanted to do what I could to get the truth out there. So I signed up to be a volunteer. And in the sign-up sheet, I did not have all those designations of the many volunteers that Naomi listed. And so I put my project management experience and business process experience. And I got a call the next day from them asking if I would be interested in managing this project. And I felt like it was almost providential when it happened. I wasn't looking for a job. I wasn't expecting it. And I decided I was going to give it a go and see what would happen. I would not say almost providential. I would say God <laughs> had his hand in it. And you are one of his warriors. Yeah. And I appreciate that. So, oh, let's see now. That's how you got the job. And you're obviously well qualified for the job. You've <laughs> The fruit's in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. I should, well, the fruit also is in the pudding if it's a <laughs> certain kind of pudding, whatever. But uh, nonetheless, the proof is in the pudding and, and you've produced this document. And uh, I know you're not a medical expert, but I believe you're pretty familiar with some of this stuff. There is something though, I've done my own investigative journalism and I, I wanna really nail you on this because I, I think nobody I've heard interview you has asked you about this. So I'm gonna hold you accountable right now. I'm going down the list of uh, documents that were generated and I thought, wow, well, it starts with 61. I was told there's a list of 50 and wow, that's a lot of reading, but you guys have made it pretty cogent. Some of it gets a little technical, but it's less technical than the than the scientific digest that they were extracted from. You're coming out with this, uh, the paperback version of it. There's a Kindle version of it and there's a PDF version that can also be purchased. It's, it's like, like under 10 bucks, folks. You, you should avail yourself. There are other podcasts that have interviewed Amy and Naomi Wolf. Avail yourself of them. They probably did a much better job than I did. There was one she did with a, guy in Britain called Hearts of Oak. And the only thing I can recommend our podcast over his is I don't have that slimy accent. 
Sorry. So, <laughs> no, he had a very pleasant voice. So, uh, nonetheless, uh, nobody of them caught the fact that, well, what I did was I took each one of the links to, uh, and they start with 61 and work their way down to one. And I put them in a spreadsheet so that I could maneuver through them a lot easier. And then I enumerated them. And I noticed that report three and report four, report six, eight, and nine are missing. What are you hiding from us? Actually, there's there's more. The report 27 is missing and report 55 is missing. So what are you hiding from us? So some of the um, reports, the way they were written and the format they're in doesn't transition well to WordPress. And so they really aren't publishable on WordPress. So they aren't actually missing. We just couldn't post them. And they are very likely in the book. Um, oh, it's notice. a sales tactic. I can understand that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And... Uh, but almost all of them are available on our website. And once again, the the, uh, the website is dailyclout.io, right? Mm-hmm, that's right. And folks, once again, uh, avail yourself of going to this. I mean, you can you can read the links by going there, but you can also get the book so you have a handy copy that you can sit on the couch and read instead of staring at your laptop and letting your eyes glaze over. And and it's something that you can pass around. You can you can show it to people. Say, look at this. Look, and there's a lot to see in there. Now, on this spreadsheet, I went through and I like put uh, uh, hash marks next to the ones that I really wanted to talk about. And um, some get three hash marks, some get two. And I trust that you're that you're apt to talk about some of these issues, like uh, report eleven. The FDA fails to mention the risk of heart damage in teens. Well, let's let's back up a second. Where did these documents come from? I mean, I roughly know, but why don't you give our audience the mm-hmm. history of these documents and how they were obtained? Sure. Um, so FOIA's Freedom of Information Act submissions were done to try to get the FDA to release the documentation that Pfizer had submitted to them in order to get their drug, this vaccine, approved. So um, those did not work. Uh, The FDA didn't want to release them. So Aaron Siri and his law firm filed a lawsuit. And during the back and forth of what was going to happen as an outcome of that lawsuit, um, the FDA wanted 75 years to release (laughs) the the documents. The famous 75 years, yes. Yes. I think then they might have bumped it down to 55 years to try that tactic. But yeah. luckily, there was a judge in Texas who was over this case and who saw that these documents are indeed in the public interest. And he gave them eight months to release the documentation into the public. And a, a website and a group called Public Health and Medical Professionals for Transparency has been hosting the documents and um, database files. There's also database files on their website. It's phmpt.org. And they also have a link to the court documents associated with the case that got these released. So thank goodness for Aaron Siri and his diligence in it and the judge in Texas that saw that we needed to see these. 
Well, thank you, Lord, for these people, these these people who stood up and, and, and did the right thing. I appreciate that. Once again, we're saying that these were, this is like a crowdsourcing effort. So folks, there's like, there's software, probably some software that you use that's crowdsourced, that a developer will come up with an idea and then other people will add stuff to that and they'll add functionality and submit it to a central governing body that will say, yeah, well, no, we don't want to put a virus in there, thanks anyhow. Or yeah, that is a good function, you know, and mm-hmm. and, and then so you get this product out that generally is free and open, it's called open source. And so in this case, uh, Steve Bannon, uh, Naomi Wolf, and then Amy Kelly came out and they called out for volunteers and all these people, well, you were a volunteer yourself. You said, pick me, pick me. I want to do the work. Yeah. And all these people had an interest in bringing the truth out. Thousands of people, I take it, who are scientific people. They're not tinfoil crazed people like myself. These are people that actually know something and and they wanted to contribute to this project. So then they analyzed the documents and provided summaries as, as work teams. And you managed that throughput. Right. So each month, Pfizer releases a set of documents around the start of the month. So usually within the first few days of a month. And that started in March 2022. So we're a year in. They just a few days ago released the most recent batch of them. Each month, it's approximately 55,000 pages of documents. So or page equivalents. And a page equivalent means they look at a certain number of database rows and call that equivalent to one PDF page. So um, when they release them, I go through what's released and I divide up the PDF documents that are released and assign those to our different teams. We have six groups that look through the documents and just are more analyzing for findings, particular things that are of interest and submit them into a database we have. And then we have um, six small research teams that actually are looking for things that I refer to as being reportable, something that's of significant interest and that we would want to do a report on. And they are often the ones writing the reports that you see come out into the public. And in addition to that, we also host a tool called Abstractor, and I can give you the link for that if you would like it. It allows anyone to go put in keyword terms and search the Pfizer documents, the PDF documents that are available. And they are also hosting all of the database files that otherwise wouldn't be accessible. And they that is not publicly facing for the most part, but they help a lot of teams answer specific research questions based on the data that are in those files. I'm thinking Abstractor might be open source software exactly as I was speaking of too. It, it, yeah. it kind of is, yes. Mm-hmm. That's great. And so I'm given to understand that some of the documents were not searchable. And so they, because of the kind of uh, the kind of format they were in, maybe they were like a, a picture type format or something that maybe uh, uh, optical character recognition had to be used on, and then that all has to be, uh, I've done that before. Boy, you get a lot of jumbled stuff sometimes, and you gotta go through and edit that or proof it, and then makes it that makes it searchable. Was that a function that you guys were involved in? 
Well, the abstractor team I mentioned, that is what they've done. So that it is using optical recognition. So it can oh, go okay. through and look for those terms. And in the results it returns, it tells you the page number, the term you search, and gives you a little blurb of where it is in the document and then links right to it. So it's a really useful tool. Um, for us, no, it's literally reading through PDF files, just normal reading, like right on your computer. What we do have is another amazing data team that, so we've had a lot of data analysts volunteer and they have done such great work. When Pfizer or the FDA, I should say, has released documents that have a lot of tables in them, which they often do, as you can imagine, they're capturing all this data and presenting that in tables. The data team will extract those tables from the PDFs and put them into Excel files that we then post on our website and give people access to. So it makes it much easier to search the data and interpret the data versus trying to look through a 3000 page table in a PDF document. Excellent. Well, so I think we've pretty much nailed the technical half of the interview and, and it's something mm -hmm. I wanted to do. I wanted to talk about how we got them, uh, how you got them, I should say, how they came to us mm -hmm. and, uh, the work that was done, the organizational skills that were involved. And the second half of the show, I hope to talk about some of the topics that are involved in that were uh, revealed by these documents. Uh, they're, they're, they're really horrific and some of the results that may come from them. And we can also take, um, thank you, Derek, I appreciate it. Unless Amy sent that, was that the abstractor? That was me. Oh, thank you. I thought it was our Swiss <laughs> knife. I thought that is really good. So yeah, um, <laughs> so then we'll take calls at 734-822-1600 if you have any calls for Amy or any of the uh, topics that we'll be discussing. Because like I said, I've, I've uh, uh, electronically earmarked some of these documents that uh, are really scary. And this is the kind of stuff that has been hidden from us because in any other form of government, I think you'd have people storming the Bastille and, and you know, you want to see a, an insurrection, you'd see a real insurrection when people realize how they've been played, how they, their relatives have been killed. We all suspected a lot of this and this is the documentation. This is the proof. This is, this is game changing stuff if applied correctly. And I'm hoping that uh, some Republican panels in the house, take it up and apply it correctly. Because um, we've got 30 seconds left till the commercial break and the music's probably playing in the background. So come on back after the commercials and uh, join Amy Kelly and myself as we talk about the, uh, the Pfizer document dump. Thanks. to be courageous we were made to lead the way we could be the generation that finally breaks the chains we were made to be courageous we were made to be courageous we were warriors on the front lines standing unafraid well Thanks for returning to 
your American heritage, baby. Thanks, Theron. I'm your host, Ed Bonarenka. Joining me is Amy Kelly of Daily Clout IO. And you know, you want to talk about we must be courageous. We must all be courageous. Stand up, do what needs to be done. I don't know if it was last week or the week before I played the uh, audio from the young lady who was talking about the goldfish and how the teacher came in and said, uh, you have to sit there. If you want to pass the class, you have to sit there and don't get up and don't say a word. And then he took the goldfish out of the bowl, put it on the table next to it, walked out of the room. And they all stood there aghast and didn't know what to do. And finally, one young lady stood up and said, screw this, got up and put the goldfish back in the bowl. That's what you've got to do. Get up and put the goldfish back in the bowl. You know, so uh, let's see, back on track here. So once again, we're talking to Amy Kelly and uh, she's working with uh, the War Room and uh, Steve Bannon and Dr. Naomi Wolf. And uh, they've come out with this this book and it's coming out. Is it in paperback yet? It's not quite yet, but we are hoping by the end of the week, this week, or this coming week, or um, at the latest by the 31st. Okay, who's do you know who's publishing that? We are self-publishing it through a company in California that works with you to do that. So okay, good, yeah, mm-hmm. yep, that's good. So once again, you can get it, uh, get this book uh, either uh, in PDF version or Kindle version. And you can go to uh, Amazon for the Kindle if that's your preference. The PDF version is available at DailyClout.io. And and do that. If nothing else, go visit the website and chip in. This costs money. This kind of work costs money. So if you can throw a few bucks at them besides what you pay for the book, that would help pay for a lot of the expenses that, that are involved in doing this work. It's very, very important work. Like I said, this is the kind of stuff that would bring down kingdoms and governments. When we find out, we know what was going on there, right? I mean, funding Wuhan. And then denying it, the leak was not, let's put it this way. I've thought about this, about the China leak. It was either accidental or intentional. Either way, it was wrong. It was wrong. It was wrong. Look what it's done to the world. They either need to be held accountable for it was wrong that they accidentally released it, which they won't do, or it was wrong that they intentionally released it. I tend towards the intentional. Uh, Dr. Li Wen Cheng, who de- uh, Steve Groover recently interviewed, she uh, was a she fled China, and she said as much. It was intentional. So, having said that, let's get back to your book and uh, mm-hmm. some of the topics in it. And one of the things that I find of interest is, and we were talking about this on Moment of Clarity earlier, is the what almost looks like intentional release of this vaccine for population control. And mm-hmm. different things like uh, menses being affected, uh, sperm count being affected. And I just recently saw, but wasn't able to listen to the uh, interview that Dr. Naomi Wolf did, where the headline said there was something about uh, damage to penises. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I was just kind of cringe when I think of that one. But what what do you want to, how far do you want to speak about some of this stuff? Yeah, we can talk about it. It's, I view the Pfizer vaccine and also Moderna as an mRNA vaccine as well. Um, 
as a full-on assault on reproduction, both on the female side and male side, and in continuing the population on because of what it does to children in the womb and children who are breastfeeding. So there have been all kinds of reproductive harms. Um, one of the things that happens with this vaccine is that uh, they said it would remain in your arm if you got it, and it doesn't do that. It happens to be in Pfizer's own documentation um, that it goes clinical trial documentation. So before it ever was approved, that it goes all through the body and it lodges in different organs. And those organs include the ovaries and the testes. It also crosses the placental barrier. So if a mom gets vaccinated, you know, the placenta is what's getting everything to the baby. And so what goes through her goes to the baby as well. So then it's also um, getting into the baby's system. And we've seen just horrible injuries from this. Like you mentioned, women whose menses are all messed up. There's something called, um, I think it's called a decidual cast where women have shed the entire lining of their uterus all at one time. And it's supposed to be incredibly painful. It was considered super rare before, um, but it's it's been documented now how that's been going on. It's not at all rare like it was before. There are, I mean, there's all kinds of reproductive cancers going on. There are lesions on the penis, for example. There's prostate issues that can be either cancers or swelling. Um, it is passed through breast milk to breastfeeding babies so that they get the mRNA and vaccine ingredients through that breast milk. And we don't have any idea what the long-term repercussions of this is on reproduction, especially as we've vaccinated younger and younger age groups. And that's something that I'm very fearful um, for the people that have done this, like the little children that have gotten vaccinated. What's going to happen when they reach puberty? Are they going to go through new normal puberty? Are they going to be able to reproduce normally? And finally, the last thing I'll say is there has just been an explosion of miscarriages. If you look this up online, you'll see all the fact checks. But one of our reports um, shows in cited detail that it, there's been a 76% increase in miscarriages since the COVID back or vaccine related miscarriages since the COVID vaccines rolled out. And there are also significant declines all over the Western world in birth rates. That was, I, my mind goes weird places. And one of them is this film noir from the 40s or 50s called Dead on Arrival. And this guy finds out that somebody has poisoned him and he's dying. He's got 24 hours and he's going to get even. And I just wonder who out there has been victimized by this drug? or How many have decided they're going to get even? I, I'll be honest with you. I, I have a concern when we talk about the adverse of reactions to this shot that many people were mandated to take. And they knew, I don't want to really take it, but if I want to keep my job, if I want to make a living and provide for my family, I have to do this in past Rick's case if he wanted to see his mentor in the in the uh 
nursing home as he was dying and who was like a father to him. He had to take the jab to get in that nursing home and now he's got adverse reactions to it. And so I'm not trying to scare anybody who's gotten the jab, you know, and, and make them feel fearful. I will say this, there's a God in heaven, pray to him. I've seen miracles. If you've taken the jab, you know, turn to Jesus, ask him. You know, it's never a sure thing, but it's a frequent thing. I've seen answered prayer medically. I've had it happen myself personally. So um, having said that, we're going to take a couple calls real quick. Um, oh, now for a word from our sponsor. Derek, would you put Sherry on, please? Sherry? Yes, hi. How you doing? <laughs> Fine. Um, it's really nice to listen to Amy. And my comments are, as it was in the beginning, Lucifer decided that he wanted to be God in control of everybody and everything. And the first sin was a lie. And now we've been told lies by China, purposely, I believe. I think Satan's working through those that are over the government in China in order to take um, control of the United States, of all of America, and the um, fear that has been put into the people, if you don't get this, you're going to die, and so they took it because of fear, and now these people that have been given this um, vaccine, now a lot of them are dying or being deformed or unable to reproduce, and it's all because of fear and the evil that's you know, been set on the United States. They want to take over the America and uh, be the God over America. Thank That's you, Sherry. It. I appreciate that comment. It's it's actually plays towards something I was going to mention myself. So thanks for calling in, honey. I appreciate it. That, of course, was my wife, and she is a sponsor of the show, the only sponsor we have. And so I want to point out that I found out by listening to uh, uh, Dr. Wolf that the Chinese Communist Party owns Pfizer. So here you have a threat to the United States, a, a, a rival, a military and political and economic rival to the United States that not only produced the cause, but also produced the cure of the whole COVID pandemic. And the cure is actually worse than the cause. I mean, I had COVID. I, it was, you know, disturbing for a while. But most people who've had it have not even come close to dying. They certainly haven't gone sterile. They haven't uh, uh, um, had life-threatening. The only people who died were people who had uh, uh, comorbidity, and they were on the edge of dying anyhow, and this pushed them over. That and our governors particularly Gretchen Whitmer and uh, Cuomo pushing uh, sick people in with old people in order to kill off the old people and reduce the tax burden on the welfare system or the pension system. So there, there is that. So this in a sense is biological warfare of the Chinese Communist Party on the United States. And one thing they've done dramatically is to 
one, they're going to reduce our population. They're bringing about illness. And then we've had so many naval aviators who have left and, and some Air Force who said, I'm not flying anymore, or they've taken the shot. And because of that, they're now disqualified from flying because of the uh, uh, ramifications of having taken this shot. And so we've lost all the training money we've put in, all the, the uh, um, skills that we have in these fighting men. I have it on account from a friend of mine who's close to the spec ops community that there are, and nobody's talking about this, there are a number of special operators who have said, I'm out of here finding other work and, and, and leaving our military basically handicapped. So do you have any comment on that, Amy, before we take a call from Joe? Um, yes, it was shocking what Dr. Wolf found about Fosun Pharmaceuticals being having a memorandum of understanding with BioNTech and being involved in the manufacturing of these vaccines that are being taken by Americans and by much of the world, definitely much of the Western world. But China is not allowing its citizens to take these vaccines. So I felt like those two things together were very telling. Telling, there's, there's a word, it's a damnable. That's the word I'm looking for. I can say <laughs> that, right, Derek? Can I say that, damnable? Thank you, good, seal of approval. So uh, let's take a call from, from Joe from Wyandotte. He would like to uh, uh, make a comment. Joe? Yes, uh, Amy. Uh, I want, uh, being a assisted published author myself, I want to help you in this cause, get this book into more people's hands, and share with you something that I'm sure your assisted publisher is not telling you. In my How to Write a Book and Get It Published, Hints, Tips, and Techniques, I mentioned smash words. You want to take your book in PDF or EPUB, or better yet, MS Word, saved in 97-2000 compatibility mode, and upload it to them for free. Smash words. And what they do then is you then set your price for your ebook, and they will sell it then to the public and, of course, pay you, and they take a small cut. So this is a great service. And beyond that, more than that, they work with Apple Books and Barnes and Noble's Nook so that your ebook is then not just Kindle ebook, but available to Apple and Nook users. And then also uh Ed's friend Jenny has called in and discussed before a group called bookshare.org. And I recently signed a contract with them. I'm still awaiting if you're willing to do this to give copies to them, which they then give for free to get it in the hands of like reading disabled people who can't read a standard book and they will reformat it in large print so that more people that would otherwise never buy your book could have access to it. And I just wanted to pass that along because there's a whole lot of things these assisted publishers will not tell you, which is why I wrote my second book to inform people. All right. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Good call. I right, love you, brother. Appreciate Take it. care. God bless. Thanks. You know, along those lines, it's funny. 
I was listening to the Bill Whittle uh, broadcast or podcast, and I think it was Steve Ott, uh, Scott Ott rather, Scott Ott said that his publisher had canceled him. And so whereas before this book that he was making 75 cents on the copy of a $10 book, when he went to self-publishing, which I really don't recommend myself. I have another friend who's a, a prolific author and he recommends against vanity presses. But this, the way this one works out, he basically names his price and he gets $10 on a book now because of the, mm -hmm. the, the way it's done. It's not through a large publisher, but you better have a book that's, that's gonna sell when you do that and have the right. But enough of publishing advice yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated so, that. I have to ask you something. There's a movie that came out and I, I can't remember the name of Sudden Death or something like that. Derek, do you remember the name of this? Or oh, Amy, do you remember the name of it? It's a, it's died a video suddenly. that died suddenly. Thank you. And I, I was looking at an article that uh, did not refer to that, but it mentions that 85% of dead bodies now have strange blood clots since the COVID vaccine rollouts. And it shows these long white stringy things coming out of incisions in corpses that where they can't get the embalming fluid in. Are, are you aware of that? I'm, I was wondering about the validity of that, to be honest with you. Yes, I am aware of it and have heard embalmers speaking about that. And I mean, it's horrifying when you see them being pulled out. Uh, recently, one of our medical doctors who is a volunteer on our team has done a lot of great work, Dr. Robert Chandler, has transcribed a couple of lectures by a professor, Dr. Arne Burkhart. And what he has done is autopsies on the bodies of vaccinated individuals. And so, you know, he's a pathologist and really knows what he's doing. And he too spoke in his lectures and put slides up showing these crazy clots being taken out of people. So it's a real thing. And um, there's spe different speculation about why that's happening, but we know for sure that uh, the shots, the mRNA vaccine shots cause clotting disorders, both big clots like what you're talking about, but also something called microclots that people often aren't aware of. But those, for example, are um, something that can cause many strokes over and over again. Mm -hmm. And so people don't know those are happening and then get to a point of being disabled after so many have accumulated. And that's actually what it's from. It's, it's, there's, there's people who lost their job either because they refused to take the jab or they just, like I have a friend, uh, his wife, uh, actually uh, Pastor Sean Todd, his wife studied to be a teacher and then she got out of the teaching profession when she saw how woke that went. She couldn't just be a part of that anymore. So she studied to become a nurse. And right, right when she became a nurse, she ends up being told you have to take the jab to stay a nurse. And so she left that hospital also. I mean, that's, that's two strokes from the left, two strokes from the woke against mm -hmm. her. And a lot of people have been facing that kind of discrimination and there's there's letters that could be done for religious purposes but it seems like you couldn't do it for medical purposes and now these people who like fireman tim a friend of ours friend of the show uh he lost his job with the ann arbor 
fire department just after becoming a, uh, becoming an inspector and after many years there. And so rather than take the job, uh, take the jab, I should say, he lost the job. He has a lawsuit going. But I'm wondering if your work doesn't lend itself towards the uh, uh, defense or actually their their case, I should say, for restitution. Because I can't see where you can be forced to take something when it's proven that it's against your own personal best interests, you know. And and obviously your work has proven the, the damage that these vaccines done. We've all seen people dying on the soccer field, the football field. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, the one player we're all familiar with is up and walking around now, but I don't know what degree. Do you have any comment on mm-hmm. that? Yes, it is. It does lend itself to that, and it is going to be used that way. I spoke with a woman the day before yesterday um, who was a medic in the military and is heading up essentially a class action lawsuit related to forced vaccination via mandates. Um, and she is going to order multiple copies of the in-print book to share with people that are involved in making this lawsuit happen because she feels like the information that we've put together through the volunteers is really going to assist them in making their case before the judge. Yeah, so once again, folks, we've been talking to and are gonna continue for maybe another minute or two before the music starts, Amy Kelly of dailyclout.io, I should say, and she is the product director, I believe that's the term, right? For uh, Project director. Project director for the uh, Pfizer report collection that they've done there. And it's coming out in paperback shortly. It's available in ebook and in uh, a Kindle version and a PDF. And you should, you should buy this, make yourself aware of what's in it and also support the effort as, as they do i mean you're not done right you're not done no. by any by any means and uh <laughs> i hope to have you material. on yeah and i hope to have you on uh, uh soon again uh, you know in the coming months so we can continue talking about the battle and this is a battle it's a struggle we're in folks it's a spiritual battle it's uh uh it's the defense of our nation and the defense of our bodies and we we need to uh do all we can on this and help people like Amy's organization, Dr. Wolf's organization as they go forth. So God bless you, Amy. Thank you for the work you've done. Folks, you've been listening to Your American Heritage. And um, let's see, I got 30 seconds left. That means the music's probably started. So Amy, thanks again for joining us. Folks, come back again next week. We'll have another show for you. Thank you. God bless America. Thank you.